Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andy Shea. Ross Tucker will be along in segment number two. Before we get started, Andy, just a reminder, Blue-White game is coming up next week. And gopsurv.com is open for the game. If you're interested in a great place to stay for the game, this is where you drive your car out to Happy Valley. You have an RV there waiting for you, all set for a great, fun weekend. You get free transportation to and from the game. Absolutely a great time. I'm going to be taking advantage of it. I'll be there next week. And for more info, if you want to stay there, give Mark a call at 800-519-8467. Andrew P. Shea, how are you doing, sir? You ready to talk some Penn State football? Yes, yes. Happy Easter weekend, everybody. And let's talk about some Penn State football. I'm ready. Let's start with uh, James Franklin's uh, press conference. Uh, he meets the media typically Wednesday after practice. Sure. And uh, not a whole lot came out of it, not a lot of news. But there was one question that I found interesting. He was asked about the search for a new athletic director and what he would like to see in that new athletic director. And I was curious about his answer. He Use the expression, he's looking for bold and aggressive and an understanding of what we're truly competing against week in and week out. Let me give you, Andrew P., quickly my interpretation of that. It means someone may have better facilities than us. You need to recognize that and help us improve with facilities. Somebody else may be able to offer more NIL money. We need to compete with that. It's somebody else may have a bigger staff than we do. We need to be able to compete with that. It sounds to me like he's posturing for more. What's your interpretation? So I, I understand that. Like you always have one, a little bit of one eye in front of you, right? Like looking at the landscape and what's ahead of you. But I, I kind of am a little taken aback by that answer because it's almost like you're 11 and 11 the last two years. You're a mediocre football program to a degree in the Big Ten, it, right in the middle of the pack. You're not on the precipice of, of being an elite program. You're on p- field performance over the course of two complete seasons is mediocre at best. You had a, you had a little short window where you had an ascension to a white hot then you fell off a cliff, but if you look at it over the course of two seasons, you're a 500 football team. That's it. That's who you are. So you have to accept who you are and where you're at. I get that you can keep one eye on the future. I get that and understand what you're competing against. I think what they're competing against is not being mediocre. Do your job. Make this team worthy of the money of your contract that's been given you on the elite high-end status of college football. But right now, heading into this 2022 season, and I'm not talking about the brand or Penn State football overall. I'm talking about the on-field performance of James Franklin coached football team. You're a middle-of-the-pack mediocre group, 
And that is who you are and where you're at right now. Show me something different, and then I'm more like apt to say, yeah, you better figure out what you're competing against at the highest levels. But right now, you're just you should be working on trying not to be average and mediocre at best. That's just, you know, my two cents. You asked me, Jimmy, sorry. Andrew P., what I really hate is when you hold back and don't tell us how you really feel. Yeah, well, Jimmy, it's just like, it's almost like it's an elephant in the room. Hey, we haven't been very average the last two years. It's almost like it's not addressed like it didn't happen sometimes. I get that feeling like you have to know where you're at and who you are. Sure, you want to get better and you're working to improve and you're recruiting and you're getting guys, but at the end of the day, you're over the last two seasons, you're a 500 football team. How about that? What are we going to do to address that? What are we talking about to address that? It's like a team that doesn't want to talk about being in the playoffs and they really go, we're not going to say the P word. Well, it's almost like at Penn State, you're not going to say the M word. Mediocre. Average. That's what you are. Talk about it. Address it. It is who you are and where you're at right now. For all of the glitz and glamour of the program itself, the core of it, the production, it's not meeting the standard right now. Talk about that and let's hear more about that. And then you could start talking about bold and aggressive and understanding what you're working on week to week when you're talking about, uh, uh, talking about Ohio State, let's face it. Um, and it's not like their facilities stink. It's not like they have lousy facilities. They're not. They're not elite, but they're not mediocre or subpar. That's for darn sure. I think what you're saying is he's holding everybody else's feet to the fire to be elite, the facilities and uh, compensation and staff and everything else. Meanwhile, he needs to hold his own feet to the fire. This should not have been a 500 team over the last two years, and he's got to own that. And so far, I'm not sure we've really seen that. All right, Andy, let's move on. One of the things that's been very apparent probably since the last uh, last snap from the end of uh, the 21 season is that they were this team was looking for another defensive end, an edge rusher, and that they've been looking for that in the transfer portal. It appears this week they may have gotten their guy, uh, Damian Chop Robinson, he was very highly regarded coming out of high school in Maryland. And Penn State was among those who was recruiting him very heavily. 6'4", 250, played mostly linebacker at Maryland, but Penn State is looking at him as a defensive end. Is he the answer? I'll be honest. I mean, he was a five-star kid, right? He was in the 2021 cycle. Penn State was in deep on him. Um and, and they lost out to his home state, Maryland. I, I think he could be the next Arnold, right? Like, he could. He, in my opinion, he might immediately and most likely immediately will be their best option as the defensive end position. Now, you talked about him playing linebacker at Maryland. And he played as a true freshman. He had 19 tackles and two sacks kind of learning new position Maryland runs a more odd man front system they run a little bit more of an NFL style defense so he's a 3-4 guy so in a 3-4 at his position he's sort of a hybrid outside linebacker DN at his core watching him and playing on tape he's he's a 
4-3, Arnold D. End. He is all about playing the natural hand in the ground, occasionally standing up on his on uh, on his own two feet and rushing off the edge. That is a, a role for him. He can play that 3-4, but it requires a lot more development from him. I, I just think I think he's a starter. I really do. I think he comes in and starts right away. He's a pure DN. He's he's better suited for the role at Penn State than he was for the role they were trying to play him in at Maryland. And that's not uh, uh, any uh, that's not saying anything about talent or what he can and can't do. That's just it's just not as suited for his skill set. And I think he's their best option right away. Even despite knowing you know what a healthy Adis Isaac looks like, I have no idea. But this guy. This is a gold mine for them. This is the biggest position of need, in my opinion, they had during the offseason, was they need to find somebody at defensive end because, you know, like I said, the aforementioned Adis Isaac, we don't know what he's going like, to look like coming off an injury. Smith Filbert, you know, Nick Tarburton, okay, that's not going to scare anybody. or It's not bad, but it's certainly not, you know, helping or going to make you better. It's, it's a thin position with some development possibilities and a freshman coming in and all that. This guy's played, can play, and he's suited for this defense, in my opinion. And he also fits the profile that James Franklin has always talked about in going right. to the transfer portal. They don't do a bring-in quantity and will thin the herd when they get here. It's I think he's very specific about what he's looking for. And the other thing that he's talked about is he much prefers players that they already know. What that means is they've recruited him previously perhaps out of high school. So they've already had a familiarity with this player. They already knew that they wanted him into their program. So that helped the process along. It all happened very quickly. He entered the portal. He visited Penn State, and boom, he committed. This was all like within a week. So um, great get for them. One other, uh, they got a commitment from a quarterback recruit Earlier in the week, we've talked about it in our other shows, Andy, but I wanted to get your take. Uh, Marcus Stokes, 6'2", 185 out of Florida. The scouting reports, well, we're getting like a three-star, four-star. The different rating services varied widely on this kid. You and I talked about it off the air previously. Is this case where there's like trust that James Franklin is good at recruiting quarterbacks, identifying those with talent, and this is next in line. Yeah, I think James, I think one of the things that I most admire about James is his ability to recognize what he wants or looks for in a a talent at the quarterback position, and he seems to find it early and often. And I think this kid's raw, right? Like, he only started one year. Last year was his first year as a starter. And he's definitely mobile. He's not a pure dual-threat quarterback as you see it in the 2022-23 class model. He's not pure. He's a good runner, not a great runner. He's a smart runner. He's very unorthodox. He throws from a bunch of different arm angles. I can see why the recruiting services are all over the map with him. His footwork's very unorthodox. But it was his first year playing quarterback as as a full-time high school starter. And he only has three other FBS Power 5 offers. That's Virginia Tech, Pitt, and Indiana. The rest of them come from Group of Five. So he's a gunslinger. He he fits the ball into tight windows. He sees the field pretty well, right? But he's going to need some development. Like, he's going to need some time because 
the the speed at the at the Big Ten level will eat him alive because he's not afraid to fit a ball in anywhere. So he's like a pick six or a touchdown waiting to happen sort of with every throw where he's at right now. But it's a, I, I think you have to trust James for knowing what he wants in his offense and what he looks for in the quarterback. I, I think it's one of his strengths and identifying talent is that position, and he's really good at it. And as you stated, he's good at it, has a history of it. He was in on Will Levis before other folks were. Even, you know, if you go back to Justin Fields, he was in on him before sure. his recruiting blew up. He was in on Trace McSorley before other folks were. So they seem to be, have a talent for doing that, Andy. We'll see if this is the next one in line for that. All right, Andy, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around, everyone. We got Ross Tucker coming in in quarter number two. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 